Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Hairston with SSNC Blue Prism. Welcome to the Transform Now podcast. Today, I'm happy to have two guests on the show. The first is Brian Daniels, VP of Revenue Cycle Solutions at Indiana University Health, IU Health. They are the largest and most comprehensive healthcare system in Indiana. My second guest is Matt Gustaitis, CEO and founder of Digital Workforce Solution, a Blue Prism partner who has worked extensively with IU Health. The three of us will be discussing the Indiana University health automation journey and what success factors have enabled them to scale their solution so quickly. Let's start with some introductions. Brian, why don't you go first? Thank you, Brad. It's nice to be here with you and Matt today. I'm Brian Daniels. I have a long history in healthcare revenue cycle IT. About 20 years, I've been working with revenue cycle data, systems development, and systems integrations in order to deliver value to the revenue cycle process. Revenue cycle in healthcare is everything from registering and scheduling a patient for services through billing and collections of amounts due. It's a fascinating area, many challenges. My team is 100 technologists ranging from systems analysts, business intelligence to systems developers. It's great to have you on today. Appreciate you being here, Brian. Matt, you are a returning guest to the podcast. Why don't you reintroduce yourself to our audience? Thanks, Brad. It's nice to join you with Brian as well. As you mentioned, Matt Gustaitis, leading digital workforce solution. Really, we're finding great opportunities across many different industries, especially in healthcare. So, Matt, change management is often a critical aspect of large-scale automation projects. How did you navigate any potential resistance to change and ensure a smooth transition for the staff and the stakeholders at IU Health? Resistance to change, that doesn't happen, right, Brad? (laughs) In all seriousness. Yeah, it it is always interesting. You know, you always find pockets, as Brian mentioned earlier, with traditional IT, sometimes there's some resistance to why do we need RPA bots? You know, it's not really something that's necessary. You've got that one side and then you've got the other side, which is people being nervous about what does this mean for me? And I think really, you know, just having lots of conversations with Brian and team, we really talk through to help them understand that this is the benefit to the various groups, right? This is really just another tool in the toolbox, not necessarily something that's going to replace everything, right? I think sometimes people look at it as it's a silver bullet and it's going to replace everything. And that's not true, but it does play a role. And it's very important to be able to leverage it because it's very, from our perspective, very flexible, allows you to have a lot of different options and you can go at it many different ways. When it comes to the resistance that we ran across, I think overall, just partnering up together and talking about what are different things we can do to try to deal with that, with just the potential resistance. And and quite honestly, what was interesting from my perspective with IU Health versus some of our other clients that we worked with is really actually they were more open to change, which really speaks for the organization itself, where it came from prior there was a lot of resistance to change in aspects. And so actually seeing the team rally around and work together, and although there was some resistance to the change overall, they actually embraced the art of what's possible. And again, having a champion at the top who's kind of leading that vision always helps people kind of see where they're going. So then that resistance kind of turns into opportunity. And I think that was kind of what helped 
get them through kind of those early challenges that they were coming across. I'd like to add that one thing that Matt and DWS did that softened some of the impact of change was when you're shifting to rely on bots to do work that humans were, you know, it was a more tangible interaction for some more comfortable interaction for, for our leaders. As we transition through that, when I mentioned that Matt really listened to what my needs were as an internal program, I need to have strong controls so that I could certify that piece of technology replacing humans in a way that was comfortable for our leadership. If Matt had not met me halfway there and said, hey, Brian, this is the right technology to use, Blue Prism in this case, Mm -hmm. to give me strong controls and insights into what I'm automating so that then I can provide a high level of service. So lights on service for those bots to operations, I wouldn't have had as much buy-in to converting them to a bot-driven process. That's kind of where we go back to our earlier conversation a little bit and say, you know, I wanted to set this program up in a certain way and that was instrumental. And I, I really do think that that led to more acceptance of these changes. So I think Matt was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Thank you, Brian. So Matt, in your ongoing role as the trusted advisor to IU Health in, in building their automation program, what are some of the most valuable lessons learned that could benefit other healthcare organizations as they look to do the same thing? There's a lot you can learn in this space, to be honest. It does take time. And obviously, Brian and the team have put in the time to really learn a lot as they've gone along, which is really helping them be even more successful in years to come. What I think is really key is just really having the partnership, like I had mentioned, you know, working together, making sure that we're on the same page. We're meeting the needs of what the business is, because at the end of the day, if you can't run operations successfully, then everything has to falter, right? And so I think really, from my perspective, one of the most valuable lessons we can learn from this situation is really that organizations shouldn't try to just take it all on. At one time, they really need to find somebody who has gone through it. You know, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have been prepared and our team wouldn't have been prepared to work with Brian's team if we wouldn't have had already been through that journey on our own, right? So prior to working with Brian's team, I worked for several years helping another organization start their COE. And so learning lessons there applied to, okay, Brian, these are things that you should be aware of ahead of time. The more you learn, the more you can share, but you really need to find somebody who has that experience, that background, who's been through it before. Like Brian's now been through this. And so I think, you know, a valuable asset to help organizations understand where they may run into some potential areas or pitfalls. And I think Knowing that up front will hopefully help organizations save time and energy versus running into those same things time and time again. And so I think really we were able to apply that to the IU Health situation. Brian, earlier you mentioned adding controls and measurements and metrics to your program, and you worked with Matt and his team to do a lot of that. I'm I'm curious, when did you start recognizing value? for the business? What was the kind of the rough timeline around that? It was rather immediately. When I look at RPA, timeliness of delivery is one of the advantages. And we did realize that advantage. So as part of the value proposition, that was a key component. We were able to deliver very quickly. We talked about the NCAA tournament a couple of times. So when we 
had to mobilize and respond to NCAA COVID bubble tournament. We had to register everyone for that tournament in a very short span of time. And I didn't have the mechanicals to do that. We didn't have the people to do it. We didn't have the mechanicals to quickly assemble an automated process to do that without RPA. I don't know that we could have accomplished it. So we've received value immediately out of the gate with our rapid response to that challenge to register patients for that tournament. So that was an immediate win there. And then building upon the components that we used to solve for that challenge with some of the pre-registration automation and automation of insurance eligibility alerts, that all happened in a span of about six months. Hmm. So in, in my wow. IT world, that's rapid. And you're talking about a scale of hundreds of employees that are now impacted with reduced workloads. So in terms of scale, what I'm able to deliver, or in terms of the spectrum of IT solutions I can deliver, RPA is on the very fast end of that spectrum. So I say it, it is a quick value, and it's why I wanted it within my portfolio. So I can say now mm -hmm. that, hey, it is a, a tool that I can wield to to produce value. And that's what I'm asked to do as an IT provider is provide value to the organization. Sometimes that's something quick. Sometimes that's something that takes longer. RPA really fit my needs. So we were able to rapidly do that. And like Matt said, we, we've been pretty organized about what we wanted to deliver RPA. I just needed to assemble the pieces. So when DWS partnered with me, that's when we just hit the ground running and rapidly delivered it. Ooh. So Brian, how would you sum up the overall impact of intelligent automation? on IU Health, you know, the organization, the people, the way you serve patients, what would you say is, is maybe a summation of just the impact of automation there? So we're still early in our journey of automation. I'm going to say that first, mm -hmm. even though we've accomplished quite a bit, I think there's a lot further to go, right? And, and we all know there's a curve there with some of these new capabilities that are out. But in terms of RPA, driving that journey, what's really happened, and, and this is something that I didn't really think it would evolve this way necessarily, but RPA has built momentum in my automation program. So I have an automation program. It's not just RPA. It's a multitude of technologies I'm using. What RPA's done is allowed me to come out of the gate quickly with those couple of big wins that I mentioned. Even the little wins that we had, it's all built momentum with not only what I'm capable of doing in the IT space, but engagement with operations. And so once they learn to talk about how we can transform what they're doing using RPA in this case, they get more comfortable. And we're talking about, you know, we're, we have a, a large organization. We have to build that momentum, build that comfort level. Uh, they're not used to talking about their processes in that way. And it, and it really pulls them in to do that. That's what I've experienced. That's probably actually the greatest impact of, of doing RPA was actually that. Mm -hmm. Getting us started in this journey to say we're going to transform right now. We're going to do it a little bit at a time in lots of different spaces. And that's what we've done. But in terms of what have some of the outcomes been, we've saved millions of dollars in terms of efficiency with some of the registration solutions. We've saved time that it takes the patient when they come in. So no longer are we if we're, if we're backed up on this pre-registration, you're not watching as a patient's waiting for you to type information in so that they then can go to the next step and be seen by their provider. Providing patient care is our ultimate mission. And some of the registration process is required for that. So streamlining that has had a direct impact to our patients 
and it's had a direct impact to our efficiency. So we built so much momentum and credibility of the program. So as we go do the next thing, some of some things are experimental, you know, we're and mm-hmm. and you know, we're we're trying to develop, you know, other ways of automating as well. It's really just established a foothold of automation for the organization. That's so incredible how you've maintained that connection to the business operations and earn their trust. That is vital to continuing to grow, scale, and automate more. Many organizations in general struggle with maintaining that. And it's beautiful the way you guys have kept that connection and kept them on the forefront. I have one last question. And Matt, I'm going to direct this to you. It's a little bit more of a philosophical question, but I think you're, I think you're up to the task here. When you think about the, the rise of automation in healthcare, how do you strike a balance between leveraging technology to improve efficiency while also maintaining a, a human-centered approach to patient care? Brad, this is something that we talk about quite a bit within our organization where we're focusing how we're approaching things. But, you know, the interesting thing is, to me, what gets me the most excited about automation is actually within healthcare. Because when you think about it, when you're adding value at the end of the day to a patient or the process that impacts a patient, it's so much more satisfying than any other process out there because all of us are patients at one point or another. And so I think for us, it's continuing to remember that at the end of the day, how are we driving value to the organization? We always, we kind of look at things reverse, right? Versus looking at technology first, we actually reverse it and say, what is the value that you want to get out of your automation program? Where are you trying to go? And one of the first things we did, Brian mentioned, was we sat down and said, you know, what does a business case look like? And let's make it tangible so that it's actually something we can attain in the next two to three years. And so sitting down and thinking about what does that need to look like, right? What are we going after before we actually start executing? That is absolutely critical. And I think, I think to me, that's really where we can really balance the Yes, the technology is the enabler, but at the end of the day, what's core and key is really being able to make sure that we're driving value to the organization and most importantly, ultimately to the patients wherever they are. And so that all connects together. And I think it's really exciting to see what's coming with the fact that healthcare really is starting to, I I feel like it's really just starting to get moving even faster in this journey, especially now with AI and everything coming to where it's really going to change the way healthcare is administered. And I'm excited to see what's what's to come in the future. Yeah. Well, Brian and Matt, it it has been a true pleasure talking with both of you today. And it, it's really tremendous to see how your organizations are working together to build such a impactful automation capability there at IU Health. So really appreciate you being on the podcast to to share about that, about the journey. And I wish you both the best.